Okay, welcome to the marathon meeting for the Region 2 Overeaters Anonymous Convention. Uh, my name is Linda, and I am a compulsive overeater, and I will be your moderator speaker for this meeting. Hi, Linda. Hi. Hello, hello. Yes, it's on. Okay, we're checking. We were just checking to see if you were on. Okay, you're on. Okay, um, so I was asked to speak at this marathon meeting about putting down the fork. And what that means to me is like refraining from compulsive eating. Um, first of all, I will tell you a little bit about myself so I can qualify um, being in this program. I um, came into OA in uh, 1998. There is? Where? Oh, Friday, 4 p.m. Oh, here we go. Okay, let's start over again. Welcome to the opening marathon of the 2016 Region 2 Joyful Journey Stepping into Freedom Convention. Yay! My name is Linda, and I am a compulsive overeater and your leader for this meeting. Hi, Linda. Hi. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change to the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Thank you. Um, before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic uh, equipment be turned off. Do I have this or no? Okay. Even if you think it's off, please check again, which mine's probably on. Um, the opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. I will share for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of ask it basket questions, or if you just want to raise your hand and have a, ask a question, you can do that, because I don't know if we have an ask it basket. We oh, we do. Great. Um, finishing up with open sharing. So I'll speak for 20 minutes, then we'll have ask it basket questions if there are any, and then we'll open it up for um, open sharing until the end of our time. Um, let's begin with a reading from for today, page 137. Okay. A day can begin any time. That was a notion I didn't want to hear in my compulsive overeating days. If I promised myself I would straighten up in the morning, I could go on eating in peace. This kind of self-delusion can be used to avoid making a start at almost anything. And now, again, that seems redundant. Okay. So I like what that says about, um, 
I would straighten up in the morning. And that, to me, is like we can start our abstinence at any time. We can stop it at any time. But, you know, I prefer to keep my abstinence because I have a better life and um, less pain. And, you know, by having the absence of food or picking up the fork, I have to replace it with something else. And um, the things I replace it with are tools on a regular basis, you know, kind of rotate them as as needed. And um, I also... uh, um, work the steps around my problems in life because, you know, I've, even though I've worked all 12 steps, that doesn't mean I'm done working the steps. So like I was going to start, I'll first tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I am from California, and um, I found the um, this room in 1998 in Modesto, California. And at that time, I... Uh, was about 90 pounds overweight, what I am now, maybe 70 what I am now, because my weight's fluctuated since I've gotten older. And um, I qualified because I, I used to be able to diet and, you know, put down the fork and be good for a while, and then I, oh, good, I lost the weight. Now I can go off my diet. And then after a while, the weight would come back on um, if I continued with my previous lifestyle. And... Um, that um, became less and less for me because I think this is a progressive disease. Um, it was in 1998 that I reached my bottom, and uh, I had I had my seventh and last child at 41, and I had no idea I was going to have another baby. And um, at that time, I was in shape and I was feeling great. And then I got pregnant, and then I was like, oh, there it all goes down the tubes. So I was kind of in this anger mode, even though I didn't look angry. I knew I was angry because I was very defiant. And I uh, didn't care what I ate. You know, I didn't use drugs or alcohol or smoke, but I figured those things aren't in here, so it's, the baby's going to be okay. Anyway, the baby was born, and about five years later, when she was five years old, that was in 1993, um, I decided that I wanted to start losing weight because I couldn't get around so well. My, my life was inhibited by the, by the food, by my body size, by my um, emotional place where I was. And um, so I uh, tried to exercise. And every morning I'd start my diet really well. You know, I'd start with a nice, healthy breakfast that was going to hold me till lunch and took my kids to school and... I was on my way back home from taking my kids to school, and there is this place that I like, you know, and I thought, oh, it's Tuesday. I know what they have today. I think I'm going to go get one of those. And then, you know, not thinking, this is before I knew about recovery. And by the time the day was done, it was done. I mean, I was done. I had it up to here with food. I went to bed feeling like I was going to, it was all going to come up, which if it I kind of wished it did so I could eat more. <laughs> there just I realized that there wasn't enough food in the world, anything. I couldn't eat enough food as I as much food as I wanted to. And that didn't really hit me until I've been in recovery for a while. So if you're you're not thinking that way right now, it's okay. You might get there soon or later. And um 
Let's see. It asks me. So, yeah, like I said, my um, years of abstinence, I have been abstinent since uh, April 21st of 2010. And uh, my weight loss is um, about 70 pounds from where I was originally. And um, like I said, I wasn't bulimic, but I kind of wished I could because then I probably would have just eaten more. <laughs> but I'm glad I wasn't because that's I hear from friends that I've of mine who have shared about their bulimia, and it's a terrible, terrible disease. Um, so putting down the fork is, like I said in the beginning, it can happen um, any time of day. You know, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. And uh, I remember when we had the uh, convention up in Sacramento, and they had a cute little play about, um, it went along with Annie, and they sang about tomorrow, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, and you don't have to wait till tomorrow. And uh, that, you know, I was abstinent at that time. I I had reached my um, abstinent uh, date and so forth, and I really... um, I, I, I've had relapses, so when I think about that, I think, okay, I can do. I can start this right now. I don't have to wait till tomorrow, you know. And the way I do that, the way I put down the fork of compulsive eating is, I pray. You know, praying really works for me for my higher power, and I think that is something we need in this program: is a power greater than ourselves, whether it be God or the group or whatever it is. And uh, when I turn to my higher power and ask my higher power's will for what I should eat, you know, it it kind of helps to um, stop the craziness in my head about what I want to eat next and where am I going to get it and all this. And I just look around, you know, like, okay, I can have that and I can have that and I can have that. That's a lovely breakfast. That's what I'll do. And then I fix it and I eat it and I feel so good and then now the tiger's back in the cage until the next meal time and I um, can do the same thing again and so I think to put down the fork you know like I said we have to pick up something else rather than picking up the fork we pick up um, well for me it's a lot of service I have done a lot of service in um the group level, the intergroup level, and the region level and world service level. And um, some of the service positions I've had, I've had to have my abstinence. So that's been a very um, motivating, uh, a motivation for me to keep my abstinence as well. Not only that, but I have several sponsees who, if I lost my abstinence, I, I would let them down. So I tend to kind of want to help people more than I want to help myself. So having um, sponsees and um, in this program really helps me to put down the fork. I think the most effective, um, and also having a sponsor to be accountable to, because without a sponsor, um, you know, I would be sponsoring myself, really. And I've kind of tried that, and it works for maybe a day or two. <laughs> but then you know, I, I can bullshit my way out of anything. I can just, I can, um, you know, rationalize away uh, why I can do this or why I can do that. And um, so I, I kind of, you know, the, the sacrifice of giving up that pleasure 
brings me so much more than the pleasure itself would bring to me, such as um, helping another compulsive eater, you know, one-on-one. Talk about, you know, if they're sponsoring somebody uh, and they're having trouble with their sponsee. And (laughs) it really helps me to stay on track, too, because I get that message. Oh, yeah, so... What kind of a sponsee am I? What kind of, you know, am I doing what I should do as a sponsee? You know, am I calling my, am I doing what my sponsor wants me to do? And um, so that that uh, level of humility is brought, and that's something I seek, is to be humble. Because if I'm humble, I'm teachable. And if I'm teachable, I can be taught to, to put the fork down. Um, so... I'm looking at these notes here. I I have done workshops in um, when I was on the Region Two board, and there's a couple of them that I did. There's one in Reno and one in um, oh Eureka up there by the college. Um, gosh, Eureka up in that area, and we did this this thing called speed sponsoring and it was so fun and so successful that people left there with a sponsor and that type of service when I see that happening and that I was able to be a part of that to facilitate that you know I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it right now because um that's what this is all about you know is helping another compulsive eater and I know that um I don't know if you're like me, but I like to isolate, and I would just as soon (laughs) stay in my home and not go out and see people or call people or, you know, I think I'll just go to a phone meeting tonight, and then I'm, well, I don't get much out of the phone meeting, so I'll just skip a meeting tonight, or, you know, I can rationalize not going to meetings, and always before when that happened um, in the past, I would relapse after um, doing that for uh, several weeks, and... I, um, so I, I could, you know, pick up the fork that way. Um, I also put down the fork and I pick up, um, the tool of, uh, reading the literature and we have some really wonderful literature. The, in the, for today is, um, I think the first, uh, daily reader we had and, um, voices of recovery, you know, you can go to the back of those and just look up anything in the um, index and any topic. And if you can't find the topic you're looking for, go to a thesaurus and look it up under a different name and find it, and you might find it under that. So, you know, whatever is happening in my life, I can I can get so much from the literature. Um, I've been at the world service level where they um, write the literature, where our, where our literature is generated from, and it's and it's written by members like you and me, and um, it's approved by people like you and me, and it's a long process, and it goes through a lot of editing by many, many, and it takes sometimes years to get a, 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 a revision or a. Um, pamphlets you know all all the literature we have is written by us not from people outside lifeline is written by us you know they're always asking for um uh you know people to turn in writing and that and uh um so that's another thing i pick up instead of um 
picking up the fork is to pick up the pen and paper. And I find writing is much more satisfactory for me rather than um, typing. Typing and texting is good or doing it on my phone. But when I actually have that pen in my hand and I'm writing on that paper, it, it just seems to come out through this way and onto the paper. And, you know, any... Um, any any major problems that I've had and I've done writing on them, it's always given me you know it gets out it gets that out of my head, and it uh, helps me to put the fork down, and uh, it gives me more clarity so I can really understand this is what's going on. Okay, we have um, you know it, it helps me to accept things as they are, because until I accept. Whatever, I'm not going to be able to deal with it. It's not going to go away. And it still doesn't go away. But acceptance can bring, um, bring me to a point of, uh, I want to say surrender, but it doesn't mean that I have to um, condone the behavior of somebody or, you know, like, like in the 12th step, you know, we do, we carry this, we do this in all of our affairs. And, um, that's where the writing comes in very handy for me and my sponsor. Um, about how many minutes do I have left? Do you know? Yeah. Seven and a half plus five. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I, th- I think the biggest, the biggest, um, tool for me is service and service can be done at any anywhere you know we can show show up to a meeting that service it's you know some of our meetings are dwindling and it's so nice when our members come and do that service and um you know then you can get a little involved in the in the in the group and maybe volunteer to be uh, a greeter or uh set up the chairs or uh, lead a meeting, you know, all of those things help me um, in my recovery. Um, Right now I am um, going through um, some tough times. I lost my husband. Uh, My husband, I wish. No. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I am losing him, though, (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) I'm sorry. I lost my son. <laughs> yeah, in July, last July, and I was still doing service on the Region Two board. And if it wasn't for my service, doing the service and everything, I don't think I would have handled it as well. You know, I had so much support. You know, we had his memorial service, and some of my sponsees came, and my sponsor, and other people in my program besides family and his friends and my friends, and. So I think service is the uh, real, um, for me, the what keeps me solid, what keeps me still, what keeps me here in this room. Um, and then after that, in October, I did literally leave my husband of 37 years. And, um, you know, I've always struggled with this, whether I should or I shouldn't, and there was always confusion around it, and I was just really afraid, you know, to make any kind of uh, 
move. I was really suffering where I was. It wasn't like he was abusive or anything, but I really didn't want to be there, you know, bottom line. And uh, even though he wasn't abusive, it was other a lot of other stuff that um, wasn't there in the relationship that should have been. And, um, you know, I'd gone through that for 37 years off and on. You know, it got progressively worse. And um, if it wasn't for my experience, strength, and hope in this program, I didn't I don't think I would have known that I could do that. You know, it, it got me, uh, it, it gave me a plan to um, show, it, it just kind of showed me the way. You know, it showed me how to leave and do it in a nice way. You know, and I've always had real hard time saying goodbye. And so I didn't do it perfectly, which is okay. You know, I've done it the way that I could do it at that time. And it doesn't mean it was wrong. And that's something else I'm learning from my abstinence is, um, you know, not beating myself up. And um, I think I'm about done, you know. <laughs> so... Uh, Okay. For people to uh, write down any questions you might have, Linda. So we're going to pass around the Ask It basket, and um, if you have any questions for me, you may write them in there. Um, if you don't want to wait for the Ask It basket and, you know, you want to ask a question, I think that would be okay, too. Okay. I'm Diane, Hi, Diane. Could you speak a little bit, Linda, toward what your food plan is and possibly what you do when you're tempted to eat something that's not on your plan? Oh, sure. Okay, so she asked if um, I could share what my food plan is, which is a really common question, I think, <laughs> and what I do if I'm tempted to go off my food plan. So my food plan is really basically three days, uh, three days, <laughs> three meals daily with nothing in between except sugar-free gum, diet soda, and that type of thing. And I, I follow the How Food Plan. I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but it's, it's not as bad as you think it might be. <laughs> hey, it's worked for me for all these years, and uh, it's basically a protein at each meal and in the morning it's a it's usually a fruit with um, maybe a slice of sprouted grain bread and then lunch is another protein with two vegetables and some type of a fat and maybe another grain uh, which is optional and then for dinner I have another protein and three vegetables and um, that's kind of what I eat I don't eat that way all the all the time sometimes I I short myself because of my activity and I wasn't prepared. You know, I try to, pre I always try to be prepared when I know I'm going to be someplace like a wedding or something like that. And I think what I do to avoid um, when temptation comes is just try to totally avoid the temptation. You know, not put myself there uh, by those things that look so nice and look at them and think about them. You know, I. If I just put my blinders on and I don't think about it, it 
it's so much easier to avoid than it is to resist. So I've learned that tactic. And um, there's been times that I've, you know, even that doesn't work. And it doesn't even have to be around me. I could start thinking about a food. And I think, yeah, I could have that food. But I choose not to have that food, at least not today. I could have it tomorrow, you know, because I just live in this program one day at a time. This is all we have is today. And uh, that really helps me to um, keep the food in perspective. That was something else I wanted to say is what I do right now is what really matters. It's not what I do tomorrow or next week or later this afternoon. It's what I do right now is what really matters. So that kind of helps too. Thank you. Good question. Hi. So I was asked to speak on sponsors and what I do to keep a sponsor if one leaves, if I had a sponsor and she left or he left. And um, if I have a sponsor now and if um, I report my food to her. And, okay, so first of all, I have had that experience of a sponsor leaving the program and then I'd have to find another sponsor, which not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and... Um, it's always nice when the sponsors that I've had have helped me to find a sponsor, you know. But, you know, I just go to a meeting and I say, you know, I'm alone and I need somebody. Can somebody sponsor me at least temporarily till I can find a sponsor, you know. And um, there have been times when I've lost a sponsor and I just kind of fizzled out because it was too much work, I thought, to find another sponsor. And I thought, oh, I'll get one when I feel like it. You know, or I'll just, you know, the right person will come along and I'll say, hey, can you sponsor me? Yeah, that's not so good. Um, so anyway, I I have had sponsors leave me, and it kind of shakes me up a little bit when that happens. Um, I do have a sponsor now. She's been my sponsor since 2007, so nine years. And uh, thank goodness she's in the program and she's here to stay, you know, as far as I know. And as far as I'm staying, you know, just for today, right? Yep. And my food, I do not report my food to my sponsor now because I have always changed what I was eating. (laughs) So I said, can I just commit to you that I'll be abstinent today and I will have three meals and they'll have this, this, and this. And she said, yeah, that's fine. So it has worked out that way for us that I don't report my food to my sponsor. Was that all the questions? Oh, was that all? Did I answer your, all your questions? Okay, this, the purpose of my sponsor is to be accountable for my abstinence. It is to, um, when I'm having trouble, um, I, 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 you know, I talk to her about it. 
So she kind of knows what's going on with me. So we keep up on a pretty regular basis, several times a week. And it's not a long call. It's only like 15 minutes or so. And um, if she thinks that I should do some writing on something, she'll suggest maybe you should write on that. You know, look it up in the index of the Daily Reader and do some writing on it. And um, so I... um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) Um, Okay, great. You're welcome. And now I'll take questions from the Ask It Basket. I think we have five minutes for that, so then then people can share if they want. Oh, good. Okay. I like to hear people share. We have to sign something, though, because we're being recorded. Um, It says, I usually plan to put down the fork while I'm eating. It's not working. Any suggestions? Well, um, I usually plan is probably it should go out of your vocabulary <laughs> and just do it. <laughs> but um, while I'm eating, yeah, it's it's not working. Um, you could talk to yourself and say, um, you know, I, I can do this later. I think I'll just put this down now and... Yes, that was good. I'm grateful. And I think, yeah, gratitude is really big, too. Having gratitude will help us to um, put the fork down. And if I didn't answer your question well enough, come see me, okay? Um, What has been your favorite service position or form of service and why? Uh, My favorite service position, I think, was being on the Region 2 board as um, the vice chair because I got to do the workshops. and Well, I still got to do workshops when I was on the board, but these workshops were awesome, you know, and being at um, the assemblies and uh, meeting the new people that come into the assembly for the very first time, like they've, you know, never been there before, and so I get to orientate them, and um, it's always fun to meet new people that way. Um, and why? Yeah, because I like to meet people and I like to help people. And I just love the workshops because we're all working together in those. It's not like a regular meeting, you know. What is your specific food plan? And I think I answered that already, um, which is three meals daily with nothing in between except sugar-free gum and diet soda one day at a time. And... uh basic protein at each meal and vegetables, lunch and dinner, and for breakfast I have fruit. And it looks like I have one more. I'm at this point truly, I truly at this point believe uh, gossip time, others taking attention should be um, devoted to family. No thanks to, nothing to uh, come between do you believe you could be uh, stronger without ans- answering to outside your Mary? Your Mary. Um, let's see. I believe that somebody thinks that the meetings are gossip time. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't really understand the question.
Well, I don't share that with just anybody. And I, I was just trying to give specific uh, things in this room. And Oh, no. Um, yeah, I think that it can have an impact on your marriage, but it can have an impact in a good way if it's a good marriage. And if it's not a good marriage, maybe you can make it better. Or maybe it's time to get out. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I can tell you today that I am a really grateful compulsive overeater. I'm grateful for this disease because without, with, if I didn't find out I had a disease, I, you know, I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't be, you know, sharing my experience, strength, and hope with others that are suffering. And um, that's my real joy in life is to be able to share my recovery with you, and. Um, that's pretty much why I'm, I, you know, I'm at this convention speaking, and um, I just got off the board last fall, and uh, so they gave me a nice uh, convention to go to after serving for four years on the board. So you know, service has its perks too, and uh, if you are interested in serving on a board, talk to the board members, <laughs> or go online, and you can email the board members too. The new website is just wonderful. You've got so much, so much more user friendly. So I think that's about it for me, and I just wish you all a really happy journey on your recovery and a joyful journey, and um, hope you enjoy the rest of the convention, and now people can share. Do you have the form to sign? My name's Colleen. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hello. Um, Thank you. It's very good. Um, I'm just happy to be here. Grateful also overeater. Um, Never would have thought I would be grateful to have a disease of overeating, but I am. It's brought me and taught me so many things about myself and how to function in life. Um, but it's going to be at a convention again. This is my fourth convention. I've been in the program four years and, um, 
it's just, it's the first convention I went to was mind blowing because it was stepping out of meetings and seeing so many different people and hearing, um, different shares. And, um, I just heard so many great things. So it's just good to be here. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you.